You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to another edition of Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. Thank you so much for joining us again. Third show of the week. We've got you unlocked between Monday and Friday following a pay-per-view. You know that. But on Wednesdays, you know what day it is. I'm not going to take the man's line. SB3 is in the house. How are you, man? I am doing well. And yes, indeed, it is Wednesday. And you know what that means. SP3 on Wrestling Daily with my brother from an Irish mother. I can't miss another week. I missed the perfect week to say that line last week. So I'm not, not going to miss it this week. So yeah. how are you doing, sir? I'm good, man. Joe, I've been rushed off my feet today, proper. Like, um, So I wrote up all of the Daniel Bryan lines from my interview. Like, They haven't all been released yet, but they're written, ready to go out and be staggered. Um, the fact that I did an interview with him and they're, like, there's six news lines. It just tells you everything, really, that he was very, you know, open. It was all good stuff. So I think t- you'll be able to watch it and listen to it in full WrestleMania week because I can't actually say, <laughs> which is really annoying. But um, there should be some big news to do with my radio show. Maybe you can put the two and two together, what that will be. Uh, and basically, they're saving Daniel Bryan for the occasion. So, um, yeah. That is where we're at with Daniel Bryan. But today, I did also release the MJF interview, right? he We were one of the first outlets he spoke to following the formation of the Pinnacle. So, had him on again, tearing me to shreds, telling me I'm crap at my job. So, that was good. Um, and I've literally just put that up on Inside the Ropes YouTube channel. It's literally just gone out about 20 minutes ago. If you can, go out of your way to go watch it because it's really good stuff. Like, he's one of them guys, MJF, where... He's in character, but also he is giving you a lot. Like when they decided to form it and, you know, the Tully influence and like he still did the textbook wrestler thing where, you know, he he buried it in a circle, but he also kind of gave them a rub because if you don't, if you beat no one, then what does it mean? Right. That's 101 of promos. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is very good. It's very good stuff. I do employ you to go watch it. If anyone has the link to it and wants to put it in the chat and be a good egg, do that, please. I appreciate it very much. So head on over to Inside the Ropes after you've watched SB3 and I talk about wrestling. So, man, there's a lot on the horizon, SB3. We've got Ultra Chats as well to get through today. We hope you'll send in the goods for us. WrestleTalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. And then, of course, the mod mother herself, the mod mother. Will give us the goods and she will drop them on in a little document for me where I will put this on screen. Obviously, we did the um the phone in yesterday, and I think it was wildly successful, SB3. Yes, I've been hearing nothing but good things, nothing but good feedback. I saw a couple of the of the callers, some hot takes in there as well. So that was it, it, it looked like a lot of fun. I, I'm, was, mad, I'm mad I wasn't on there because I wanted to experience that myself too. <laughs> it was good. Like obviously it was the first try, so I'm sh- I'm sure like things will get smoother um, in terms of who comes on and off and like the layout as that happens. Because obviously there was a couple of times yesterday where Louis and I are kind of like floating nowhere. But um, for the first try, like the the concept worked, which is really what we wanted to know. So 
Very good. I really enjoyed having all of your opinions on. And today you can do that in ultra chat form. Support us, support the show, support WrestleTalk. I don't care who you support. But drop yourself by and give us your comments, your hot takes. Because today, once SP3 and I get through the news, the hot debate is, was Vince McMahon right all along to push Roman Reigns down our throats? Was he? Was he a secret genius? Who knows? Um, SP3 and I are going to get into it. I think I've got the short end of the straw again on this one. But nevertheless, that's what debates are for. So if you have any opinions on that, feel free to whittle them into the chat or an ultra chat doc. Please, please let us in. SP3 and Manono, I've seen you be busy on the True Heel Heat channel. What have you guys been up to? Uh, we had the WWE Fastlane 2021 roundtable review. There was a lot of lot to discuss there because we had the Andrade release break as right. we were on our live stream. So that was a lot of fun for us to talk about. Can I interject? Who's the guy who was going mental about Alexa Bliss? <laughs> well, I was going to mention that drug guy JJ is the biggest Randy Orton fan. So <laughs> we 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 asked him specifically after that match and we kept putting up the graphic of the crispy fiend and Alexa on top of Randy Orton. And he went mental. So you have to watch that round table review. If you watch anything on the true Hill heat YouTube channel, that is the thing to watch because he, he goes nuts at the end of this. <laughs> see, see, uh, to, to me, I watched right. Cause SB three and Chris G my man, Chris G they're the draws. And I saw it come up on my Instagram. SB three posted the clip and I was literally in hysterics. I don't often say that, but this guy was proper losing his stuff <laughs> over uh, Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton, and I enjoyed it. So, uh, yeah, if you can, make your way. Who should do anyway, man? Make your way over to True Hoodie. If you haven't done by now and you support this show, you're a fan of the show, you've got to be doing it. SB3, it's the whole reason I recruited him to the Wrestling Daily Roots. The whole reason, man. So join on the bandwagon before it's too damn late. Uh, also, speaking of bandwagon, Steph Chase is here tomorrow to review AEW and, well, I say and NXT. She, she she gives it a passing comment. Um, but she will be here tomorrow where she belongs on the Thursday slot. And then Sean Ross Sapp is the first guest host on Friday. So big week resting daily. And we are marching towards that 10K. Oh, my God, we're marching. Um, SB3, I don't know if you've seen it yet, the, um, the Good Egg merch design. No? I, I've seen one of the merch designs. I don't know if I've ah. seen them them all, but did, yeah, did I, you, I see... you did send it. Yes, yes. Ah, okay then. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know this. Um, but um, you know, what are your initial thoughts? Don't, without giving too much away, was you like, oh, I I, I was surprised. I kind of marked out because you know, you know, to have this whole idea come to fruition and see it on the shirt. That's really great to see. It's, I love how Wrestling Daily is growing, and we're growing in a community. Now we're growing in merchandise. It's always fun to see. So it was cool to see it in that form. And it's on. I think I think the the sample is on its way to me now. So that's yes, <laughs> yeah. I'm very excited about it. And hopefully, when we get to 10k, guys, you can join in the fun. We're so close. Uh, I know I keep teasing you. Up to now, now, I see you in the chat. I'm sorry, man. I can't help it. I I want to show you. I'm the good guy here. I want to show you. I'm being handcuffed. They, they're keeping me, man. Um, but yes, we will have that in. <laughs> Chris G is right. Absolutely. We need to see a show back to this free Photoshop as a classic R&B duo. Hmm. I don't know. Like rough ends. That'd be a shout. There you go. Um, That's a duo. Casey and JoJo. JC and Joe, I mean, I don't know. That's lofty, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Not that I've got the same pipes as rough ends, but Casey and Jojo, Jesus. Uh, we'll, we'll work on it. Well, I don't think there is a white and black R&B duo. Is there? We could be the first. We, we, we could be. be. We just cornered the market. <laughs> <laughs> now, how have no one think or thought about this yet? Why didn't John B and Babyface make a super group? Why didn't that happen? Hey, we are going to be the R&B equivalent of Eminem and Dr. Dre. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. Uh, I, seriously, I, I do want like a Dudley Boys shirt with us photoshopped on it. I want it. I want I want the Daily Boys. Get the tables. I don't know. Get the microphone. I don't know. Right? <laughs> get the microphone. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. See, the ideas are flooding. Um, anyway, 
We should probably get to the titular news 10 minutes deep, shouldn't we, SB3? Uh, Ali, uh, there were some reports that he had maybe suffered a bad injury and, and that was perhaps the demise of the retribution angle. We all know it was a lot more than that. But the man has had something to say himself. Yes, apparently he has gone to uh, Twitter to kind of give more information on uh, the reports that he had an injury. Uh, of course, I think it was uh, Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio that uh, exposed that Ali was injured. And that was the reason why we had the write-off of Retribution at Fastlane following his loss to Riddle in the uh, kickoff show opener with for the United States Championship. So he's gone to uh, Twitter and said, to clear some confusion, I am not getting surgery in the foreseeable future. I'll be okay. And then he wrote, thanks. So it's kind of a short and sweet, simple and effective kind of way to kind of shut down any rumors that his injury was going to cause him to have significant time off due to a surgery. So I think that that's kind of the way that wrestling is kind of dealing with situations. We kind of seen it with Andrade addressing his whole situation, Charlotte Flair addressing the rumors about her earlier this week. And now we have Ali in this situation. So I'm happy that it's not, his injury is not serious enough that he's getting surgery. If he's able, if he's just a minor injury that he's able to rehab it over time and he gets better because, you know, he's, he's been on a good role as far as like his character work and might yeah. work. That he wasn't that we didn't see from him previously. We kind of saw glimpses of it with his babyface run when he first was on SmackDown with the vignettes he was doing. He was doing great work in a feud against like Samoa Joe and stuff like that. But we haven't really seen the fleshed out character that we've seen with Retribution. So I hope that he's gonna be okay and I hope they have something for him if Retribution is over. Yeah, I mean I think it is. Um and for me. I, I think Ali is uh, a massive babyface kind of waiting to happen. Like it's fine that he did the heel thing and like you know had the chance to spread his wings, kind of. Uh, you know, there's only so much WWE let him do, of course, but he did get to you know cut the promo, show what he can do to a wider audience than he did before, and maybe the babyface character that he portrayed originally. Even though I was into it, right? I think maybe some people found it bland. So he has now more depth and equity with people, where I feel like. We're ready for the second go around. If anything, I feel like the retribution angle will make people even more sympathetic to Ali, right? The hardcore fans where they will want to root for him again because he deserves that chance. Amazing in-ring performer, right? Un unquestionable. And I, I do believe the guy has got the pipes as well. It's just a case of will they get behind someone of his size? I hope so. I really do. Um, I, I, I definitely think there's a spot for Ali. Hopefully he doesn't miss Mania, man, because that sucks for anyone this time of year. Um, you know, the, the payday and all of that great stuff, the exposure, you really hate to see it for anyone. So it's terrible timing if so. Um, but I do hope coming maybe after Mania, man, he's back in action. I'd, I'm, I'm here rooting for Ali, always. I, I think he's a good guy, great talent the kind of people you want to see succeed. So I, I'm glad to see that, you know, the injury wasn't that bad. Um, but anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to go through some of these comments here. Cause there are some SB three. There <laughs> definitely are. Um, Casey and Jojo, it's a bit of a stretch. I believe in you though. <laughs> Lizzie Stallion. I'm right with you. I'm right with you. Don't worry. I'm not, you know, I, I, I thought it was audacious. I'm not going to lie. Um, APA. There you go. I mean, as far as interracial goes, that's a strong one. Go. That's a strong one. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do I do? Drink beer? I, I don't know. Bully, bully, bully people, apparently. Bully. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Louis? No, exactly. Bully is your moral. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, oh, God. Uh, Alex and SB3. Yes. Uh, did you blew up oil, SB3? <laughs> I think that's Ali. Um, no comment. I'll wait for Luke to call me. Mm, I, I mean, is it Ollie? Yeah, my, my eyesight's <laughs> terrible. Do you know what? I When I read that, um, are you an avid Dave Chappelle fan, SB3, by chance? Yes, have you, yes, I am. Right? So when he said oil, it was like, oil? Like, bitch, you're cooking? Like, do you know? <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the George Bush scare. Yes. yes. <laughs> if anybody has ever seen Dave Chappelle, you'll get it. And if you haven't, you should watch it. Um, also, Alex, is Friday going to be a free man booth? Or is it just Alex and Sean? It's just me and Sean, man. Um, so Louis is um, Tuesdays with the phone in. That's his gig now. And Fridays, we just thought it'd be cool to kind of branch out and get, you know, other people who 
bring their audiences with them and get us out there a little bit. So the Friday feel will just always be me and someone else. Um, I think, uh, so obviously Denise Salcedo is the week after and the week after that's Mania, which Louis actually will be on. I think the, the working idea at the moment is that either it will be me and Louis or it will be me, Louis and the distraction, almost like a tag team format on the yeah. show, which is um, Jeremy Lambert and Joe Holbert. So, but generally speaking, it will be me and a guest every Friday. And yeah, you are more than welcome, all of you, to give us your suggestions. You know, we've already got a list of guys that we admire and want to get involved and we will be contacting. Um, but yeah, I would love to hear ideas of who you want to see on here. So always, always feel free to do that. I've done over now. SB3, get the Ultra Chats. There you go. Absolutely. We will we will put people through the ultra chats. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh Jeff Samuel says, Alex, MJ and Paul McCartney. There now, you go. Now, listen, they did work together, by exactly. the way. The girl is mine is a track before anyone goes any further here. I'm I don't mean to be, you know, rude. I can't remember where Michael Jackson was at complexion-wise for <laughs> the girl is mine. It was thriller, right? Yeah, I think it was Thriller. Mike. Right. I think okay. it was Thriller. So, bad so, so bad album, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't okay. Hey, that that's a good one. That's a good shout. I, I, I don't know if I can do the moonwalk though. I could do the one from uh You Rock My World when he does the forward moonwalk. I could sure. do that. I could do sure. that one. I'm great at that. Chris Tucker, very good in that video. Yeah. Uh they I feel like this is more becoming a show of just what SV3 and I like rather than wrestling. Uh they're gonna say WD instead of 3D. That's it. That's the symbol. <laughs> there it is. Somebody's screenshot this. That's what it is. Tremendous. I'm telling you, the Dudley boys is who we are. I'm telling you. Um, anyway, <laughs> away from all of this insanity, uh, we are going to obviously be getting into the Roman Reigns debate, which of course has changed a great deal over time. Um, if we'd had this debate in July, it would be very different to what it's going to be today. So it's very interesting, I think, to pick up at this point. Um, I need to get into some more news, but I'm not going to lie to you. I don't have it to hand. <laughs> I, I do have one piece of news we should mention that, you know, oh, we got more inductees yes, in, uh, yes. in the Hall of Fame today as uh, NXT India social media announced that the great Kali would be in the uh, WWE Hall of Fame class of 2021. And then we got even a bigger name on uh, the bump as none other than The Undertaker announced that Kane will be inducted into the Hall of Fame. You like how I did the pause, right? I did. <laughs> and, it, and it's touched me. It's touched me. But yes, Kane is going to be in the Hall of Fame. It was a nice touch having The Undertaker be the one to announce it, like they did similar before with uh, Hurricane announcing that Molly Holly would be in the Hall of Fame. So I think that the, the class of 2021 is shaping Act. up. Like, like uh, I would say Kane is a nice kind of replacement if they wanted, if Batista was the original idea to kind of be the headliner of it all. I think Kane is arguable to kind of be in that position, especially if it's the Undertaker that's inducting him. And, you know, you had the NWO from the 2020 class, the 2021 class is shaping up. Combined together, yeah, this is probably the most stacked Hall of Fame class of all time. I don't want to be disrespectful. Is the great Carly a Hall of Famer? I'm just going to say it. Is he? We did a debate, I think, two weeks ago on the missed opportunities of the ruthless aggression era. And it's crazy that the great Kali has more accomplishments than the people that we mentioned, kind of. Like, yeah. it's crazy to say that, but it's kind of true. He was world heavyweight champion. He's been in main events. He's had main event programs with the uh, likes of Triple H, John Cena, Batista. Taker. I mean, Taker. Yeah, he beat Taker in one of his like, first <laughs> matches. His first, first pay-per-view match, he beat The Undertaker. I am not talking from our sense, our our sensibility. You know, we're, we are fans. You know, the people watching, we're all fans. Uh, you, so from you, our criteria, no. Are you, are you putting on the fabled WWE hat? Is that what you're trying to tell me? 
my Vince hat. I always keep it handy when we're sure. on wrestling daily because you kind of have to set expectations for people. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> set your expectations. Think like WWE. Great Ali has accomplishments, so he's a WWE Hall of Famer. Listen, Natalia used to dig him. He was a ladies' man. The kiss cam? That the was kiss- over. That was over. I don't know what it was over like, but it was over. Um, Matt, I, like, from an accomplished standpoint, I, I get it, right? And we all know why Carly did what he did. Because he's a massive bloke, right? Bottom line, he's a, it's like, uh, you know, it, there was a time in wrestling where that was the attraction. I'm not saying it was then, but, you know, Big Daddy Haystacks, all that kind of thing. Size certainly wasn't a draw back in the day. If you were just trying to sell tickets, you got a massive seven foot bloke. People are going to come and watch. Um, I think obviously by the time Carly came around, like he was a bad worker. Like I'm just going to say, he was bad. Like his f- footwork, his coordination, he was really bad. But as you say, um, he's had those moments. I guess he's important. Maybe like developing wrestling in that part of the world as well, like India and stuff. I, I guess you could make the argument like he's he's had an impact on the industry perhaps. So so for sports fans, the best comparison I can give for Great Kali, Great Kali is professional wrestling's Yao Ming. Like Hey, they, Yao, Yao, Yao Ming could play. Come yeah, on, yeah, he could play, but they didn't encompass that much in the sport or the, the genre that they were successful in. But they were successful because they became a larger-than-life star and their star power in the region where they're from. It made sure. them a national like hero, a national star. So I think that that is bigger than what they actually did in the genres that they were in. Like, Yao Ming was a multi-time All-Star. A lot of that time was because people in China voted for him to be in the All-Star game. But that's besides the point. You know, that's besides the point. Great Ali is a heavyweight champion. A lot of that is because Mr. Grand likes big, heavy dudes. You know, it's a good comparison to me. I think it works. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, it's, it's got it's got legs. Um, you know, I would say Yao Ming early, though, before his foot kept fracturing about 20 times. Um was good. You know, I remember them battles he had with Shaq and stuff. Like, he had his time, whereas I'm looking at Carly and I'm like, did he ever? Uh, but I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I get exactly what you're saying. I, I don't want to, like, you know, rain on this parade or anything. I, I feel that's a really sucky thing to do. But I think it's a genuine question as well. Like, yeah. you know, uh, I, I, for instance, the same day announced as Kane. Now, Kane is an absolute no-brainer. You know, he's done a lot in the business, not only from a tenure perspective, but the impact, of course, being him. Arguably, the... I'm just trying to think of the right word. I don't know if greatest is the right word, but it could be storyline ever being the Undertaker's brother. Like yeah. we'd have to really dive deep into why that's the greatest, but it's it's in the discussion, right? Like important for its time, you know, spanned 
generations, basically. Like, it's very important. Um, you know, and his, his career was kind of just treading water as, you know, Dr. Isaac Yankum and all of that stuff prior to getting the Kane gimmick. And then there was a spell, I would argue, before his mask came off, and maybe for a year or two after that, where he was, like, really big. Kane was a big part of WWE. And I know maybe you could argue that Taker obviously is makes a lot of who he was and who he is. But even in objectively isolation, the guy who's just looked cool in that time frame as they were peeling back the layers of his character. Man, he was one of the biggest things in the business. He really was. And, yeah. you know, and he's evolved through the years. You know, Team Hell No kind of reborn again. He was great in the authority. Like he had what I would call a proper Hall of Fame career. Absolutely. Like years and years, decades and decades of a career in the WWE and, you know, even prior to the Kane character. But Kane itself, it's just a character that was so important to the Attitude Era, to the Ruthless Aggression Era, to even now, like a lot of the, the stars of today, they had to kind of get through Kane or Kane gain Kane's respect before they were the top stars of today. So, Kane is one of those in double oval marks, and that's why I say he's arguable a headliner. And going back to your yeah, with Kane and The Undertaker, another debate that I want to put out there for the fans to think about, one of the greatest WrestleMania buildups of all time. Kane, yeah. Kane and Undertaker on that's their cool. That's it, it's it's arguable. Like there's a couple that I would put in there, but yeah, Kane and The Undertaker are right up there. Just the story, the buildup, the layers upon layers of the characters involved. So yeah, Kane is unquestionable a Hall of Famer. We won't be having the same debate that we had with Great Khali. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, when I say first one, I mean the first WrestleMania build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the other one wasn't awful, by the way, but it was just kind of like. They obviously didn't really have plans. They were like, ah, okay, Kane, I'm taking it. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, you know, Kane, I mean, I see Chris G talking about it in the chat. Like, you know, you announced them on the same day. Like, Kane is a true legendary big man. Like, there was a time where he was working really impressively for a big man. And you look at Carly by comparison, and I, 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 you know, I think it's fair to kind of go, hmm, I don't know if they're in the same. But there you go. Uh, either way, happy for both guys. Like you said, the Hall of Fame class really is shaping up to be something wonderful. Um, you know, it feels like um, we're in that, like, it's our era now. We're, we're kind of the same age as free. So a lot of our heroes from that era are now getting their due. Exactly. That's what I, I'm, I'm enjoying these Hall of Fame, like, induction classes because, yeah, like you R said. RVD. <laughs> I've seen their whole career, like RVD, Fightful, uh, you know, uh, announced that he was going to be a part of the 2021 Hall of Fame class. They haven't made the official announcement yet. But yeah, I see. I remember RVD starting out in ECW when before the Mr. Monday Night, before the whole effing show, before he was even aligned with Bill Alfonso or Sabu. I remember the like the the barely legal match with Lance the Storm, which was great. And then he had to cut his promo afterwards. And then everything that's transpired since then, like to be here 25 years later and be talking about Hall, Hall of Fame or Rob Van Dam, it's crazy yeah. for me as a fan. No, it absolutely is. And you know what? The next uh, thing, I, I mean, I waxed lyrical about Rob Van Dam yesterday, but uh, the next thing I do want to talk about, and, and the reason I'm coming to you, because I can't really speak to this. I, I haven't really felt it yet. But apparently Peacock and the WWE Network is not going exactly swimmingly, right? They are uploading things, but apparently they're leaving out a lot, right? They're, they're, they're drawing back. It's not like the WWE Network where they have complete autonomy. And they go, right, you know, here it is. Um, you know, you can watch Chris Benoit's full career if you want, basically, on the network. Um, I don't know if they're editing him out, but I know that they are editing out controversial things from WWE's past. Now, as a US subscriber, do you feel a little bit robbed? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, I finally got the email, I think it was yesterday, that told me that my subscription was going to, ex uh, you know, expire today. So I got the yeah. Peacock Network finally yesterday, and I'm searching through everything. First of all, they only have up until like 2008 of Monday Night Raw. Like, none of my none of the, the the great years of monday night raw i have to live through the last decade and a half of monday night raw then to find out that all of these offensive or triggering moments in wwe history are not going to be on on this uh peacock network yeah so cool. 
it feels like I'm being robbed. It feels like I'm not getting my money's worth. I had my money for one thing. It goes to another type of app or subscription, and it's totally different. I feel like I'm not getting what I paid for. Yeah, I mean, again, like, so in the UK, we've just, just same, right? We've just got the network. Yeah. So nothing, nothing's changed for us. All good. Um, and I, I get it that um, WWE are probably – looking at the network and they're thinking, how can we maximize this territorially? So Peacock is obviously what they're going to do in the States. Um, I, I could be wrong, but I've, so I'm sure someone's corrected me before. They've already got a kind of deal in India. They could ostensibly do this in like Asia, Europe, uh, you know, UK specifically. They could easily make a, you know, Jesus Christ. When you think about it, they've made a billion just out of the States, all these different territories they could sell the rights to the network for and make money. That is a gold mine waiting to happen but if you're making the deal with like these limitations and stuff then i think it will just come back to buy them if i'm honest like but how long until people go is it really worth me having the network i mean i i would i would probably still have it on the basis that 9.99 for the pay-per-view each month it beats what you used to pay or still would have to pay right but by the same token man the customer satisfaction level it's got to be like hitting the floor yeah, I mean, those surveys probably don't look good right now, especially for the new subscribers that are coming over from WWE Network to Peacock, especially if they send out a, a survey. I haven't got mine yet. We'll see. We'll see. I'll let you know right here on Wrestling Daily what I give the, the survey on the service of uh, Peacock. But for right now, it's looking very shaky. And to know that a lot of like the even the material that it's going to be on the Peacock Network are not going to be on there until probably the summer. That's a disappointment as well. Like there, I know it's messed up a lot of different projects with people as far up as like Conrad Thompson and, you know, 83 weeks, you know, watching the Jim Crockett era. They can't do it anymore because that's not going to be on Peacock for a while. We yeah. on Thrill Heat, we do a Monday Night Wars series. We can't do that because, like I said, they only have up until 2008 of Monday Night Raw. They don't have anything of WCW. Like it's very lacking for right now for – turning some people over honestly i know there's going to be a, a, a big drop off after wrestlemania it might be even bigger than years past now mm. did you just cut a promo on peacock yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah hey 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 i am sitting through saved by the bell i am sacrificing <laughs> for america and the uk right here on wrestling daily i'm telling you i'm gonna watch the whole season of saved by the bell i've got through two episodes Man, is it awful outside of the lead character. She's a good, she's a good actress, but man, this show is awful. But I'm gonna get through it. Is this new Save by the Bell, right? Huh? They have a new Save by the Bell. I love old Save by the Bell. Don't get me wrong. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, rest rest in peace, Screech. Come on, man. Like that, yeah. Don't be don't be that guy. No, no. Uh, (laughs) That's blasphemy. But the new Save by the Bell, it's god awful. I'm just gonna put that out there. I mean, did you expect much else? No, I didn't. I mean, these are the problems, man. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, before we get over um, to the Roman Reigns discussion that we've got lined up, we do have a couple of Ultra Chats in the chamber. And guys, you know, feel free to drop by your opinions, just like Matthew McCoskey has here. We would love to discuss what you've got on the table. So first up, Matthew McCoskey has dropped us a chat and he's basically given us um, the mania card that he has made, SB3. So it's not the mania card, it's it's his mania card, okay? You ready? Yes. Night one from Matthew McCoskey is the men's battle royal. He doesn't stipulate who. I assume he doesn't have the space. Riddle versus Sheamus, presumably for the US title. Miz versus Bad Bunny. Mysterios versus Gable versus... Oh, sorry, Gable and Otis versus the Prophets versus Rudolph. (laughs) Ah, they're the dirty dogs. Come on now. Uh, Sasha versus Bianca. Seth versus Cesaro. Something involving retribution. Okay. Uh, Bailey open challenge. And Lashley versus Drew. Uh, Matthew, let me ask you something if you are in the comments right now. Who who would answer the Bailey open challenge? I feel like that's integral to having her in this spot. I need to know. Let me know. And the second part of this is for the second night, right? The women's battle royal, Owens versus Zayn, New Day versus AJ Omos, Oscar, Asuka, sorry, versus Rhea, Shane versus Braun, Fiend versus Orton, 
I would hope that's a Firefly Funhouse match, but he doesn't stipulate. Nia and Shayna versus Mandy, Dana, Naomi and Lana, Ruby and Liv, and Natty and Tamina. God, that's convoluted. Big E versus Apollo. Last man standing. Yeah, all right, I'm into that. Um, Roman versus Brian versus Edge. Now, I don't think that's too far away from what it will actually be, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, SB3, have you got any thoughts on that? Like, for me, I'm surprised that the Miz and Bad Bunny thing isn't a tag because you want to sh- showcase Priest in there. And, you know, why, why wouldn't you want John Morrison to work? Um, the Battle Royals, mm, I, I, I don't know. They, they just don't do that much for me. I mean, it's cool to get everyone on the card, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I am, though, excited at the prospect of like Sasha and Bianca. And I, the way you've he's laid this out, and I'm presuming he means Lashley and Drew will be the main event on night one. I would still like Bianca and Sasha to main event, personally. Um, I understand the the argument, right? That the story isn't hot. All right, I can't argue. I can't tell you that it's been but well. That's not their fault, but I do understand. Uh, lastly, he has a ton of momentum, so I also understand that argument. Like, you know, maybe he does deserve to be in the main event. So it's a tough one. I don't think there's any right answer. But I do think, you know, we've got three weeks till Mania. The way Sasha and Bailey went down on Sunday gives me hope that they can pick up steam. It's just turned serious. They're about to turn the heat up. Let's give them a chance. It might be main event worthy by the time we get there. Let's not rule it out, is my argument here. Um, and at the end of the day, as people have said, Carissa said it on the show yesterday, it would be an important milestone, not only to have the second ever women's main event, but two women of colour, right, African-Americans, to main event a WWE show. I feel like that would be an important milestone. And this is... Um, when you look across the potential matchups and reasons to do it, right? Like, this isn't going out of your way to do it, is the point I'm making. These are two women that feasibly could be and should be the main event. When it was announced, nearly all of us were saying, make that the main event, right? It's not their fault they've been booked with this terribleness of Reginald. So I think give it a couple of weeks. Give them a chance to be the main event. That would be my thing. Anyway, HB3, looking at the card that he read out. Do you need me to read any out that he said, or have you got it on lock? What are your thoughts? I, I really like the last man standing idea for a big E and Apollo Cruz. Uh, I didn't think it was the right decision to have Apollo Cruz lose at fast lane. You know, besides the confusing type of finish with like the bridge and the pinning involvement, but I am happy that it looks like the feud is continuing. So they kind of blow it off at WrestleMania with Apollo and Big E in a last man standing match. That would be great. And he's kind of had the matchups that have been building up on both nights kind of like spread out very well. So I will give him that. And uh, yeah, like you said, it all depends on who's going to answer that Bailey open challenge as far as her involvement. As far as what you said, yeah, there, there there's a reason why Bad Bunny is in a singles match at, at, at WrestleMania, ladies and gentlemen. It's because you can't crowd things up. You know, who's John Morrison? Who, who, who's, who's Damian Priest, some 38-year-old rookie? Like, who, who, who's he? Now, 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 now. If you're a casual wrestling fan, this, this is like the wrestling daily for casual wrestling fans because I'm teaching you what the casual fans, wrestling fans want. This is what see, they want. See, I thought you were serious for a second and I was about to go like, hey, hey, hey. But I'm no, like, no, I am serious. In, in, in a way. You're not. You're not. <laughs> You're in, not. A way, in a way, I am serious. When you talk about casual wrestling fans, they okay. want to see star power. You got in one corner a DC list celebrity, you know, former <laughs> winner of the challenge, the MTV challenge, you know, star of the real world, the Miz, star of Miz and Mrs. and all that other reality show stuff that he does on USA Network. If you call them reality show stars, if they're on the USA Network, you know, with Chris Lee and, you know, yeah, the Miz. And then in the other corner, you have the 2020 Spotify Artist of the Year, the number one recording artist, the winner of the 2021 Grammys Best Latin Album, musical guest on Saturday Night Live, a former 24-7 champion, Brad <laughs> Bunny. Oh, my God. Like, that's star power, ladies and gentlemen. 
This is what the fans that don't watch wrestling week to week want to see. I'm sorry. To Vince McMahon, that's what he came in. He saw the plans for WrestleMania, and he's like, I want bigger. And what's bigger than a tag team match with a 38-year-old rookie and, a, and, and, a, and some guy that was a champion for Impact Wrestling in front of 133,000 people <laughs> on access? You know, I'm talking about Miz versus Bad Bunny at WrestleMania. That's bigger. <laughs> I am furious. <laughs> I am livid how dismissive you were of Priest and Morrison. But I know that Vince McMahon hat was on. And you were spitting spitting straight Vince McMahon facts. My Lord, that was a promo. Jesus Christ, you're probably right. I mean, don't want to protect Bad Bunny in a a tag, though? We're just going to put him out there? Okay. I mean, I've heard good things about him in the Performance Centre. So maybe he's got it in him. Maybe he has. I, d- I don't know, man. Either way, it's going to be interesting. Um... <laughs> I want Damien Priest to watch this show so bad. <laughs> I love Damien Priest. He's from New York. I've seen him from the beginning. I saw him in Ring of Honor. I love Damien Priest. I wanted him in this tag team matchup. But like I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, when I talk about WWE, when I watch WWE, I set my expectations and I try to rationalize and think on their logic. And yes. that's their logic. I just, I'm just expressing it to everybody for you. <laughs> exactly. We're keeping everyone's expectations in check with that WWE lens, which is a crazy ass lens sometimes. Uh, Benny Boy 004 says Hi, guys. Daniels, Christopher Daniels. Cut a great promo on Dark last night about SCU wanting the tag titles and with their storyline of them breaking up next time they lose. Do you think they should challenge the Young Bucks at the next pay-per-view and should they win? I believe it's been said that they will get the winner of um, Death Triangle and the Young Bucks. I'm, I'm sure I saw that this morning somewhere. I might be lying, but I'm sure I did see it. Um, it would make a great story. Bellings double or nothing. Of course, SCU were the first ever AEW tag team champion, so there's that. And yeah, I mean SCU, we all love SCU, you know, like especially like individually what they've brought to the business and and that down the years. It's just I think coming out of it now, Scorpio Sky is, you know, that there's a singles career for him, which, you know, is obvious. The other two, obviously, they're in the winter of their career, probably. And it's, you know, Daniels has got that position backstage as well. Um, so I think you do on pay-per-view, and they're going to have a great match with the Young Bucks, presumably. Um, it makes sense if the Young Bucks were the ones that kind of finished them as well. So there's a lot in play. And I just think it'd be a great emotional moment to have on pay-per-view. So if it were me, yeah, I'd be all for it. I'll be all for it as well. I mean, you got the emotion of it being possibly their last match together. And uh, the fact that they were the first ever AEW World Tag Team Champions, but not that duo of SEU. It was Christopher Daniels getting taken out by the Lucha Bros in the tournament, and then Scorpio Sky replaced him. So Daniels and Kazarian have never won the AEW World Tag Team titles together, but they've won tag team titles in every other promotion that they've been in together, and they have this long history with the Young Bucks from their time in uh, TNA and ROH together to come into here now. I think that it'd be so much that they can explore and so much they can do in the match that it would be great. Yeah, absolutely, man. And yeah, that's the thing. Like, you know, the storied history is one thing and obviously they haven't done it together, but they are, I I believe they're number one in the rankings. Like we haven't seen them on Dynamite much, but like they're picking up dubs everywhere else and that's keeping them in the mix. So they've they've made it make sense and that's okay by me. Um, Chris, CM Chris, sorry, donated. Thank you, brother. Hello, Alex and SP3. How are you both? James Storm will have his 1,000th match with Impact next week. Huge congratulations. Also, did Moxie become the second person to kick out of the one-winged angel or not? 
Hi to the love of my life, Carol, as well. Yeah, the love story continues. Alex McCarvey loves it on this show. Um, kind of, because he obviously he, he, he's, his foot hit the rope, which exploded, meaning he kicked out. Um, I don't know if that... <laughs> SP3 is fuming with it. I mean, he survived the one-wing angel. Either way, you yeah. look at it. But it's not a true kick out. It's not a kick out. It's a foot on the rope. He broke uh, Omega got off the pin because a foot on a rope wouldn't break the pin in that type of matchup. But Omega got off the pin. Uh, Moxley didn't kick out of the move. The only person who's ever kicked out of the move is, of course, Kota Ibushi. But Moxley I mean, you could, and Okada you argue, foot on the rope. Sure, but you could uh, you could argue that Moxley did kick out because his foot in the rope and he bloody exploded upwards. <laughs> like <laughs> maybe, uh, but I hear you because the rope break wouldn't count anyway. The pin was broken. It's not a kick out per se. So, uh, yeah, it's a, that's a good topic though. I like that. Um, and yeah, James Storm, beer money was great. Um, I, <laughs> I have like a lot of fond memories of James Storm. Kind of gutted he didn't get the run in NXT we thought he was going to get at one point, just because I thought he could have had great matches. But yeah, he's had a good career. SP three. Yes, I'm. A, I, I I consider James Storm one of my favorites, like uh, like underrated favorites of all time. I, I've actually met him at Wale Mania. Got to share a drink. Got to party with him a little bit. He's a wild guy, by the way. I just want to let everybody know that it's I, not. It's not I, a gimmick. <laughs> I too have had a drink with James Storm, and it was at the first. He was there at um, Double or Nothing in Vegas, nice. and the, the people I was with knew him and stuff. So we had a drink with him at the bar. And yes, SB three is right. That man can damn well drink and have fun. <laughs> he knows how to have fun. So, you know, a thousand matches is a huge accomplishment for him. And I love the fact that they made it against Eric Young. You know, they got the rivalry going on with the mm. beer guns and filing by design. But having those two originals in his a thousandth match, I think is great. Scott Demore announced uh, last night on Impact that it's going to be the main event next week. So it feels important. So that's great for him. So a huge accomplishment for him. Congratulations. You know what we have to bring up, right? We're talking about Impact last night. We were just talking about Kota Ibushi and kicking out the one-winged angel and Kenny Omega. Don Callis in his promo, right, talking about who Kenny Omega is better than. But the moment, right, it's almost as if Kenny... Now, you have to watch it to understand what I'm talking about here because Don Callis is rattling off names. And Kenny almost gets impatient that he hasn't said Kota Ibushi yet, right? And kind of, like, jumps in. And you can... And I don't know if this is what he says or not. I'm reading between the lines, but under his breath almost... Don Callis says, sorry, it sounds like, um, yes. right? And then, and then he does, and he stops, and then he goes, Kota right? Like, makes the point. It's the very, as far as the list goes of people he was mentioning, it is very, very focused on Kota Ibushi. Like, whether that was always the plan or Kenny Omega, do you know what I mean? Like, Kenny Omega was like, hang on a minute, like, make sure you mention it. Either way, they went out of their way to mention it, and I think they know what they were doing, SP3. Absolutely, because he said he said all these people better than player, better than Moxley, and then he said it at a regular tone, and then Omega screams almost, yeah, better than Ibushi. yeah, <laughs> and it felt so out of place, didn't it? Omega was just like, ah, I was like, whoa, it's like, it's like, why didn't you say it? Why didn't you say his name? I'm better than him too. Like I, they have knocked these first two segments building up the rebellion main event out the park like omega's just character is just on another level and don Callis just on the mic is just great and them two kind of on the mic is different from a lot of other combinations with a manager and it's uh, like heavyweight champion so they kind of like having a conversation and that's why that that better than abushi kind of came out in the middle of uh you know don's promo because it's like a conversation in a conversation you would just blurt something out if you really wanted to say it so it's really cool the dynamic they have in the ring together and that promo was great i talked about the promo with don Callis and Riswan last week that was great and Riswan had a really good promo as well so they've been really building up this match very well so far yeah awesome and rebellion has moved as well That's people should be aware of to sunday the 25th of april um there's one more ultra chat i believe before we debate roman and it is benny boy 04 again 004 is there a reason it's not a tag due to morrison being injured he's not had a match or done anything physical since that awkward landing against riddle a few weeks ago that's a very good point it's a very good point yeah. there hasn't been much said about it um but he was quite clearly hurt in that match. Um, so yeah, there's every there's every chance that that is the case. 
Uh, I guess we'd have to wait for confirmation, but it sucks for Damien Priest because it would have been a great showcase for him. Spotlight, he could have shown what he did. Um, but yeah, I, 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 it is what it is, I guess. I don't know how much to expand on that. You know what I mean? Like, because I, I can understand why WWE are doing what they're doing. I mean, if I couldn't, then SB3 explained it for me perfectly. Um, so there you have it. Um, anyway, let's talk about Roman. Okay. I am going to. <laughs> uh, oh, no, there are more ultra chats. Silly Alex. Uh, John Tracy. Hello, John. Love the show, gents. Have you ever seen old matches of Bruno San Martino? I saw him at uh, MSG versus Stan Hansen. Jesus, that must have been amazing. Ow. Uh, who lariated with an elbow pad that broke open and silver dollars fell all over as Bruno went crimson. One a week highlight, an old timer perhaps. Wow, yeah, I would love, I mean, Jesus, I would sit there. And, is there San Martino and San Hansen on YouTube? I would watch that shit, without a doubt. Um, yeah. I... I, I I've only seen like the clips that were maybe uploaded around his induction and stuff. Like I, I, I'm not going to sit here and make out I've watched San Martino's career. Obviously, it was before my time, but I'm fascinated by him. You know the long reign that he had as the as the champion and stuff, which will never be touched again, obviously. Yeah, right. um, and you know, God, Stan Hansen. You look at the people of that era that he would have worked with as well. It's really special. So, um, man, that's cool. That's really cool that you were there to see that. I hope like when I'm, I don't know if you're an older gentleman. I'm assuming so. Um, but I hope when I'm that age, as we think, we can say like, yeah, yeah, we saw that, we saw that. <laughs> Absolutely, we, we're gonna we're gonna be able to say we saw Stone Cold, we saw The Rock, we saw Triple H. But yeah, I mean, the only Bruno match I have ever saw was him and Larry Sabisco because I heard so much about their rivalry, the student versus mentor type of rivalry. So I got to see like some of the angles before their matches and then their actual match, which was really good, even for Bruno being in the later half of his career. And I think I saw on like, I think it was a Macho Man DVD. They had Macho versus uh, Bruno San Martino. But outside of that, you know, I'm, I'm, a little bit naive to Bruno San Martino as far as like seeing his matches, but definitely know of his legacy. And he is definitely important to the history of wrestling. Yeah. Am I, I mean, obviously probably not now, but I wonder if I can watch, you know, there must be stuff of San Martino on the network. There must be. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Actually that, that reminds me, that is something I would really like to do. Um, right. Talking Roman now. Um, so let me stipulate this to begin with. I hated when Roman was pushed down everyone's throat. I've always liked Roman, always, right? Even when he first debuted in the Shield, I thought, that man's badass, great look. He worked well. I liked him from the jump. Never, I didn't think he was the greatest promo to begin with, right? I was a bit like, hmm. Um, but when he split off from the Shield, I didn't hate that, um, you know, he was being pushed. You know, you could, you could telegraph that a mile off, could you not? He's like the muscle of the group. He looked great. I, I could see it coming. The way it was done was horrendous. Of course it was, right? All of us know that. It was the most stubborn, um, I don't want to say tone deaf, but, you know, Vince was just not listening to anyone but what he wanted. He wanted to make Roman a star. He thought that, like, back in the day, like Hogan, you just pushed them to the moon. Everyone wants to like the good guy. Doesn't work that way in wrestling in this day and age. But he was so intent on Roman being the guy. They didn't matter what anyone said. Didn't matter at all. And they would obviously change the uh, crowd reactions. They would, you know, they would, they would try, they're still doing it last year, trying to book Roman into scenarios where you would be forced to cheer him. I was at WrestleMania 34. That was a debacle, that main event, right? I don't know how it came across on TV. I haven't watched it back. Being there live, you were there, right? Yes. Awful. It was like when I say that the crowd like hijacked and crapped on the main event, that is putting it lightly, yes. right? Like I'm imagining WWE dialed it down on TV, but I can tell you from being there, everybody walked out pissed. Pissed is the word. A, a, a resounding atmosphere of annoyance, right? And it was yeah. because it was because once again, Vince failed to listen to anyone but what he wanted. Having said all of that, in a weird, perverse way. Roman would not be where he is now, even with this character shift, had you turned him earlier, just in another heel role. Even if you did the Tribal Chief years earlier, wouldn't mean as much as it means now. Yep. If it wasn't for all of that pushing and shoving and being, uh, you know, not only positioned right, but being told to like him, being told he's the guy, 
it actually built built some empathy with Roman, where you're like, man, you know, he doesn't even want to be doing this, and now he is where he is, and everyone loves Roman Reigns, right? He's putting on match of the year contenders, okay, with Daniel Bryan, sure, but you can make the argument. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, right? I'm I'm telling you, I didn't like the initial push, but he wouldn't be as on top of his game like he is now, were it not for those years. You could make that argument. Yeah, you could you could make the argument because I, I've said this on a couple of occasions. If they had turned Roman Reigns heel four or five years ago, he would not be here right now because people tend to forget The Rock was only full-time in WWE for four or five years before he went to Hollywood because they let him be a character that was able to let him flourish. And he got to the point where he pretty much accomplished everything he could in five years, pretty much. And then he went to Hollywood to accomplish more. I think if they would have done that earlier with Roman Reigns, yeah, he wouldn't be here. So that is why Vince McMahon was wrong to super push Roman Reigns. He was, he was wrong to push Sir Roman Reigns in the way he did it. He was wrong in the way he pushed Roman Reigns at the time he did it. Immediately after the whole Shield, this guy is still walking around looking like a member of the Shield uh, with the theme music and everything. And then he's not even involved in the main storyline about the Shield. What the <laughs> hell is going on? What the hell is the entire point of him having the song? having the look if he's not even involved in the storyline about it and then when he eventually gets to it it gets a it gets abbreviated because he got hurt with the hernia then he comes back he's supposed to be a savior but they're booing him he becomes superstar of the year when he's just been gone for three months then then he gets into the the royal rumble they 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 have Daniel Bryan return right before the Royal Rumble. Why don't you just make him a surprise appearance? If, 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 if you know the fans are going to want Daniel Bryan to win, just make him a surprise so the expectations don't build for three freaking weeks before the show so people are expecting Daniel Bryan to at least make it to the end. They did this totally wrong from the very beginning. I'm just talking about the first couple of months after this. I'm not talking about the years and the suckering succotashes of the world. Them <laughs> butchering him to, to sound like a complete fool. This man was successful once without listening to the fans, without with rejecting negative thoughts about a superstar who became the top star of the company, who became a jar and was successful. And that guy was John Cena. And unfortunately, Roman Reigns came along right after that. And yeah, he thought he could strike iron twice and it didn't work. And that's why it was wrong. I don't know if... I guess Cena was successful, but I still look at that as if they they missed a lot of opportunities by the way they used him. Like, oh, they're, they're, you know, like, I think you know, you, it's easy to forget. The original rocket for Cena... Actually worked pretty well. Like everyone was everyone was into him when yeah. he first when he first made the jump to Raw in two thousand five. Right, everyone was into Cena. Of course, it didn't take long because Vince McMahon has got the most telegraphable booking of all time for a babyface. Um, you know, there, there was a comment earlier um, that I saw from somebody, and it was like saying that it's a bad argument to say that he would have been. You know, you can't say oh what would have been or whatever, but but you absolutely can because we don't know where he would have been otherwise. What we know now is Roman is world-class. He's one of the best performers in the world, on top of his game, one of the most recognisable wrestlers there is. So, yeah, no McCarthy, he would have been good. That's a bad argument. No, you, we don't know what he would have been. If he didn't have turned heel, would you be saying that, that he's still good now? Like some of us would, right? Yeah. But if, Rome, if he'd, Roman had been brought back, same tried, tired, babyface formula, you would not be. We, I wouldn't be sitting here waxing lyrical about him. None of us would. And that's not his fault. He's always had it in him. I've always thought Roman had the pieces, right? But even I didn't dream up like the tribal chief gimmick. That's an amazing gimmick. That's that's like, if you're going to turn him, like it's one thing to just then be a cowardly heel, but they made him like the best version I could imagine of a heel. Do you know what I mean? Like to, to, to do it, to do it is one thing, but the execution has been absolutely amazing. And a lot of that comes down to him, of course. So, um, of course, like I'm not going to sit here and argue, and I'll tell you why SB3 is right. Because Vincent Mann, he didn't do that formula 
with this end goal in mind at all. He thought he thought he was making another super baby face, you know, Rock, Iacina, Hogan. He thought he was making the guy. So I can't possibly sit here and say, oh, well, a byproduct of Vince McMahon's terrible stubbornness, he's lucked into a great star, which he has, but that wasn't the goal. So you can't say it was right to do that. Right. And, and and the reason, again, why SP3 is right is because he will make that mistake again if you let him. I don't know if he'll be around for the generations to do it. He might. But he will do it again because he believes that's how you do it. He's from an era where if he tells you that's the guy and Vince looks at the guy. And, and if you look at Hogan, Cena, Rock, Reigns, all of them look like they should be the guy. All of them have got the talent to be the guy. But instead of giving him the story that gets there, he says, this is the guy. You will like this guy. And that's the difference. Like fans, especially in this day and age, man, where they know so much, you can't tell them who to like. That yeah. is a terrible misstep. Because even if they're insanely likable, and Roman is, I've met him several times and he's a you know hardworking guy. What is there to dislike about Roman Reigns, the, the human being? And yet, Vince McMahon managed to make people hate him, which is insanely like ridiculously counterintuitive. I don't, you know, you have to go out of your way to make people hate these people. Like, you know, The Rock, same thing. He had to go heel to get back and be a massive babyface. But once again, that was because Vince super pushed him and then they didn't get the desired result they wanted. The problem with Cena and Reigns is that Cena was already in too deep when, 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 it, when you know, everyone was turning against him and that. Vince had already said, well, you're the poster guy. You're the charity guy, right? And yeah. Reigns, Reigns is lucky that he had the power to go away. I think if he doesn't go away, I don't know if he has... I don't, I, I'm speculating, right, at this point. I don't know. But it's easier for him to say, okay, I'm going to come back if, rather than, yeah. you know. I, I, so I think, his, historically, you have to say SB3 is right, it was wrong. Because the president it sets is, you know, you're not wrong to then eventually be right. If Vincent Mann hasn't moved these parts to make this right. Yes, this is not a part of a long-term plan. <clears throat> like. Okay, yeah, yeah, I got I got choked up a little bit. You saying I'm right so many times. Um <laughs> but yeah, I mean I think this is like an issue with, with Vince because he doesn't watch anything else going on in the wrestling world because it's not just an isolated situation with WWE. We've kind of seen it with every promotion, like AEW. You know, Britt Baker is on top looking like the biggest star in wrestling, but it was just like a year ago where she was rejected as a babyface because AEW said she's the face of the division. So people rejected it. That's what happens. New Japan went through it with Tensuya Naito. They wanted him to be the face of New Japan, the next guy. They rejected it. He had to turn heel to get back around. Like, everybody's has had to do that. And if they would have done it earlier with Roman, who knows? He would have either been, you know, I think he probably would have either been viewed as a bigger star than he is right now. Or, like I said before, he wouldn't be here because he would be so successful that he would have to move on to Hollywood and gain more success because he's already achieved everything he could here. So I think that he does love wrestling a little bit more than The Rock, but I can see him, just the way he looks, just his star presence, he would be successful in Hollywood as well. And if they allowed him to show what he's shown over the last six months earlier, he probably would be showing that there right now. Yeah, I think like the moral of the story is that if you're like, if you're wrong, which Vince was, like you know, by virtue of those mistakes, like the it's not like all's well, all's well that ends well. Um, you know, he, he made a misstep at the end of the day. It cost Roman years. Roman had to suffer a lot of hate along the way, stuff that could have been avoided, basically. Um, and and I feel like you're right what you said there as well. I hate saying it. Um, in terms of Vince doesn't watch anything else. He's been very, you, you know, you have to remember Vince lives in a bubble of his own world. He's been wildly successful by any calculation, right? Wildly successful. Yeah. Vince probably thinks, and certainly in the Cena of Reigns era, he can afford to do what he wants, right? In the Monday Night Wars, he, he couldn't. He had to, you had to, you know, he had to continuously try and up his game. You know, the whole reason the actual era was born was because WCW was kicking their ass. Like, you you have to adapt and you have to do, put your best foot forward. But now he probably thinks, you know, I want to do what I want to do. And I think this is it. He's got all the power. He lives in his own little world. And when you've been successful like him, why would you doubt yourself? 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard, it's hard for him to calibrate, don't you think? Yeah, I don't I don't think that he knows what it is to be wrong. Like even the times where he's been proven wrong by us fans rejecting something, I think that in his in his brain, he can work it out in a way that makes him right to him. And that's what he's going to continue on until eventually he lets go of control of this whole thing. But this is just what we got to get used to with Vince McMahon. He was wrong in this case. Eventually, Roman did hit his potential, and we're seeing it right now. He just came off of a match of the year candidate at Fastlane, and he's going to get but do you think that makes Vince think I was right all along? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, 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 that is exactly what he is saying right now. Like, you see, you see everybody along. Yeah. Him. He's bigger. <laughs> and you think he goes, like, look, look at all my money. We're doing so great. Like, you know, he, he just, he goes, everyone's going, Vince, everyone's booing the crap out of him. Look at all this cash with you. Like, I, I I don't. That's how Vince probably looks at things, man. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, before we go, SP3 wins again. I think we all know that. I think we knew that before we even started. Um, but I do want to draw the attention to this. The Zornice has done something cool. SP3. Yeah. There we are. The <laughs> Daily Boys. <laughs> I've got to tell you, I don't know if there's any UFC fans in the house. <laughs> SP3 looks like Daniel. <laughs> <Cormier>. <laughs> I was like, where did I get those arms? <laughs> you are Cormier in the flesh. Look at that. I love it. I love it. You are so talented because I could never draw that well. That is great. That is awesome. <laughs> I love that. Thank you very much, Dornies. I might. We're going to get that added to our intro. I'm going to have some words, man. Thank you very much. If anyone ever wants to uh, make... <laughs> SB3 and I, an interracial favourite of yours. Feel free. Go ahead and do it. Uh, you know, we, we welcome all of the art, don't we, SB3? Absolutely. If you want to draw us as Eminem and Dr. Dre, we are open to that as well. Or or the new hit sing the new hit series, Falcon and Winter Soldier. There you go. All right. Now, listen, uh, we just a couple of ultra chats before we sign off here from the Zornies. Alex, you asked for Daily Boys. Please check your Twitter. I did. And I had to screenshot it. It was great. I just wish they had pushed Roman before Triple H destroyed his face. Yes, uh, you're not wrong. Um, I, I was almost stalling for time because I was going to get <laughs> the picture and I had to upload it in the back end. So, yes. Um, Thank you, though. I really appreciate it. Uh, Matthew McCoskey, in response to who answers the open challenge, I have a perfect booking for this. Ooh. Uh, takeover main event uh, night one. EO loses the title to Raquel. EO shows up, debuts at Mania as her SmackDown debut, beats Bailey in a banger match. That would get her over. I'm all for that idea. I think um, EO is losing to Raquel. I think her time to move up is coming. Her and Bailey would be an awesome, awesome way to start. You got my vote. Absolutely. I am all for that. I'm a big fan of Io Shirai. I love what she's been doing on NXT. I think that she's going to tear it up with Raquel Gonzalez. And uh, I'm happy that they're getting the main event spot on the first night of uh, TakeOver as well. So her following that up, losing the title, and then going to WrestleMania would be a great touch. Absolutely. So... Thank you so much for joining us tonight, guys. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, SP3, you've been on fire, my brother. Uh, so thank you very much for your input. And make, remember, guys, go check out his good stuff with the True Hill Heat. SP3 is great, man, but he's got a whole squad of people who are great over there. Can't can't stress that enough. Um, so from the D -D -D Daily Boys. Uh, yeah, that's such a good symbol. <laughs> it's, it works too well. Um so from us here, thank you very much. SP3, of course, will be back next week on Wednesday. Tomorrow will be Steph Chase and I, 8 p.m. But until then, thank you very much. Take care. We love you and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>